What's up, guys? Welcome to the R-Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Gage Rozier, and I hope everybody had a great roundup to 2023, a great Christmas, a great New Year, and is ready to attack the year ahead. So in this podcast, I'm going to maybe revisit 2023 very quickly. Don't have a whole lot there, just more thank yous and appreciation for everybody uh, training with us at R-Strong. I look ahead a little bit at 2024 and talk about some tips for athlete-centered podcasts today. So maybe some tips for athletes on how to take their game to the next level, give themselves a little edge compared to um, most high schoolers. Be a little bit of generalizing probably going on in that conversation, but some good stuff um, coming up. Hopefully you find useful and I mean, these tips too aren't necessarily just high school kids, but uh, can be, certainly be applied to most adults listening as well. So back on 2023, it was our first full year operating out of the strength shed, our gym, and it was a great year. We had, um, as always, the lifelong athletes, kind of our motto. So we trained um, as young as four years old up to 70 plus and everywhere in between. And it's always a challenge. It's always fun um, to interact with obviously all those different age groups and what they need in their um, phase of athletic development or post athletic career. So it's always a challenge for me just to keep programming uh, new and fresh and uh, exciting for all of our members. And I thought we had a, a great year overall. Uh, we, we continue to grow, we're continuing to get bigger and that's what we want. Um, as far as expanding the gym out, we, we basically got finished out at the back half of the, the year here, equipping the space with uh, the stuff that I really wanted to get put in here uh, to be able to do the things we want to do with our athletes and, and our adults. Uh, so excited about that moving into the new year. And we can just focus on the training and the programming and the experience for, for all of our members. So super excited about that. We had our, our Ride Strong event in June and we had the biggest turnout ever. Uh, for that uh, third year of the Rice Strong Challenge uh, event that we hold, hold in late June uh, to member our cousin, Riley Holstein, who passed away in 2019 from leukemia at 20 years old. Uh, a great event, raises some money for our local Holt County Cancer Society. Uh, really cool event, and we had a great turnout. We had our first intern, Coach Caden Christensen, uh, over the summer. That was a huge help. Um, kind of want to see if he wants to come back again <laughs> next summer because uh, just planning ahead and looking forward to that, he was a big help. It was a lot of fun uh, to to teach him, um, to watch him coach, and to learn uh, was a lot of fun. That was a, a cool check mark um, on the list of 2023. Looking back at it, and just all the different programs we offered. We had our young guns and our foundation program, our speed and agility programs which we will continue to adapt, continue to offer seasonally uh, in our first camp offerings of 2024. You probably heard me talk about is coming up here in a couple of weeks. I'll give more info that at the end of the podcast for signups for that, those camps. Uh, but just, yeah, just continually learning and growing and exciting to excited to um, keep making our experience better and growing for our members and, and providing professional strength conditioning to our area. So super excited for 2024. Looking ahead, I want to transition to some tips. Um, something I've been thinking about a lot, and it kind of coincides with 
our next level camp that we, we will be offering for our seventh through 12th grade athletes starting January 13th, all of our athlete winter camps. But that's the camp that we're going to be offering for our seventh through 12th graders. And it's called next level. And it, of course, is training. That's what we do here. Uh, we will do a workout, but also consists of some other things to help our athletes take their game to their next level. And that includes a lot of new sports nutrition education, practical stuff that they can apply, hopefully, um, as well as a lot of like behavior and leadership type conversations that um, I used to love to have with our college kids. Um, and what I got back from our college kids is they, they love thinking through those things as well. At least the ones who um, were ready to hear that information uh, really appreciated it. So I, in our normal day-to-day -day training, it's hard for me to have extended conversations like that very consistently just because we're on a, a pretty tight time crunch and I, I need to do a better job of funneling that stuff into our day-to-day -day performance sessions. Uh, but this next level camp is an eight week camp where we're going to do a kind of a formal education curriculum um, at the end of each session, as well as our um, behavior, again, behavior, championship habit type stuff um, from some people that I've learned from, uh, which I'm excited to, to give to our athletes. So the idea with that, the next level and, and in this podcast, I'm going to call it kind of the edge to is again, let's set the context of who we're probably talking to here, at least who I'm talking about and thinking about in my head as I discuss these concepts is kind of probably the varsity level high school athlete. So in doing so there, I want to set the context, um, probably some generalizations of what I'm assuming is already happening. So if you're a varsity level athlete, high school level athlete, I'm assuming most kids I'm guessing hopefully cross your fingers are training at their high school at least two days a week. They're probably eating three ish meals a day. And they're probably getting anywhere from five to eight hours of sleep a night. And that's the context that I'm probably assuming, but I'm guessing most kids probably check those boxes. So the concept of this conversation I want to have today is if, is to go beyond that. So how do you separate? What are some things that athletes can do that are simple, that are actionable, that can take them above and beyond what a typical probably high school kid is doing? So that's what we'll get into. And what I'll start with this too, like if you're if you're a high school or, or even if you're a middle school athlete and you are not training for sure, if you're not training at least two days a week, you need to start there. And that's the, you need to start doing that um, year round, at least two days, three days would be better. Start there, but let's assume you are doing those things. So I got three tips, one of which will be training. The other two will be more recovery stuff outside the weight room, outside the practice cord field um, that takes some discipline and that kids should do. So first, let's talk training. So again, generalizing, most high schools um, focus majority of their time that they work with the kids um, on the strength part of the power spectrum with power equals force times velocity they spend most of their times on or most of their time trying to get kids stronger improving the force part of the power equation which is perfect that's exactly in my opinion where uh, a bunch of their time should be spent uh, just because in general when you look at long-term athletic development most kids in that 7th through 12th grade range need to build movement competency 
then you have great exercise technique, then you'll be fluid, then you'll be athletic, be able to get full range of motion across multiple planes of motion or uh, planes of movement. And they need to build strength in those patterns as well. So it's not wrong to say that high school strength conditioning programs are um, spending a lot of the time on the strength side of the spectrum. That is perfect. But I think from talking to a lot of coaches and um, having some experience in the industry, a lot of schools and a lot of high schoolers are missing probably the velocity side of that spectrum. And there's multiple ways that that can be accomplished. But for simple reasons of a lot of times, it's honestly just time and space and um, a lot of constraints that high school strength coaches are presented with. It's tough to fit everything in. So my number one tip on how to gain an edge in your training side of it is to be doing a lot more velocity, speed, power um, type work in your training. So being strong is great. You certainly need to be strong, but also being able to lo- to move light and moderately heavy weights extremely fast are an extremely important component of improving athletic performance. So a couple concepts, um, practical things that an athlete can do in their training, regardless of what their coaches are having them do, is number one is a concept called compensatory acceleration, where essentially regardless of the weight on the bar, you are trying to move that weight as fast as you can. So every athlete walks in a weight room, say your first, you're doing a bench press and your first set is, and say you can bench press 135 pounds for one rep, you know, so you're going to go in there and you're going to do the bar a little bit. Hopefully you do some warm up sets and Maybe you do a set of 65, 85, 95, 115, then you set a 135, whatever. It doesn't matter. The idea of compensatory acceleration is that regardless of the weight on the bar, you are trying, trying to produce as much force into that bar as you possibly can. Something I tell our athletes is try to break the weights. Controlled violence is an also a thing that I talk about a lot to where you're not out of control with the weights, but you control them, especially on the lowering phase. And then you are as violent as you possibly can on the up phase of the lift. So if you're on a bench press, you're lowering that bar to your chest under control, and then you're trying to punch that bar to the ceiling. Squats, you're trying, you're lowering down to that good deep squat position, and then you're putting as much force into that ground as you possibly can. And Something I also say a lot is trying to get the weights to click at the top. I want to hear those weights banging and rattling at the top of the lift because we're putting so much force into the bar. So something that you could do as an athlete, just in your normal day-to-day training, is try to move the bar as fast as you can. Now, again, you need to be under control. We're not losing technique. We're not sloppy reps. We're controlled, violent reps. You can do that without manipulating asking your coach to give you different exercises, anything like that. It's not what I'm saying. My point is you need to try to move that bar every single rep as fast as you possibly can. So another thing you can do to kind of move weights faster, think more speed and velocity in the weight room is to do, um, this would be more from a coach's perspective, but not always try to lift as much weight as you can in the weight room. 
there's a time and place for that. Again, as a high school athlete, I, I do think it is a prime time to get strong. But again, say you can say you can squat 200 pounds. There's nothing wrong with doing sets of 140 pounds, which would be about 70% of your one rep max or 130 pounds or 120 pounds and trying to just move it as fast as you possibly can. Again, we need to be able to move heavyweight. We also need to be able to move moderately heavyweight, which would be kind of in that 70, 60 to 70% of your one rep max as fast as you possibly can. I would do some more concepts like that. Other things you could possibly do is stuff like weighted barbell jumps or weighted trap bar jumps, um, weighted dumbbell jumps, stuff like that um, would be a great thing piece to put into your program, as well as the last one I would say is some max effort sprinting. Um, if you have the time and the space, and this is something you could do at home with no equipment. Um, if you have a hill, that'd be great to use as well. But if you can get in, I would say three to six, 10 to 20 yard max effort sprints, maybe done two days a week. That will be extremely beneficial in not only making you faster, but also stronger and building that lower leg power um, to help you in the weight room and in, in your sport. So a couple tips there is if you love the weight room and you're a high school athlete, uh, don't always worry about moving as much weight as you possibly can. Again, that is important, but stuff that, a lot of high school kids are probably missing is that other side of the power spectrum where we're trying to move stuff fast. It all starts with number one, your intent, even in your warm-up sets, controlled violent. Be controlled with the bar down, violent with the bar coming up. All right, that's my first tip on how to gain an edge. Next tip, this is gonna be more the recovery side. This is more the 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 stuff you're gonna do outside the weight room, outside practice. Um, it's cliche, but there is a lot of truth in the fact that, um, you know, you lift maybe an hour a day and then you practice maybe hour and a half too. So that would be 20, you know, one to 22 hours of the day outside of the weight room in the gym that are extremely important as well. That is busy. There's a lot of stuff going on, but how the things you do in that window certainly do help you, um, in that final product that you're, that you're shooting for. So Number one, let's talk about eating like an adult. So, and I don't even know if I should say that because there's a lot of adults that eat like my kids who are three and six year old, despite me trying to force good foods on their plate. Sometimes it doesn't work. So eat like an adult. So what we're talking about with that is eating real food, um, eating meat, vegetables, fruit, um, starting with a good base of that and then having good whole grains in there as well your good um, oatmeals and rices and, and breads. There's certainly nothing wrong with those as well. So my general tip is eat real food, um, eat more real food, eat less crap. And here's the deal with most of this, probably a lot of the conversation, the rest of this podcast is this isn't groundbreaking stuff. But it's also stuff that you know you should do. Most people don't. Again, easy way to get an edge in your training. So if you're eating good, solid food choices, so you're eating lean beef and chicken and fish, um, steaks, uh, turkey, ham, stuff like that, again, all real food sources. And then you're getting a lot of, you're getting a vegetables, you're getting fruits in every day. Again, real food sources uh, mixed in with some good carbohydrate sources like rices, 
And again, I don't have anything wrong with bread. I eat bread all the time, despite what a lot of people say about it. Um, oatmeal, stuff like that. A lot of those foods I just talked about, if 80% of what you eat is based around that type of style of food, you're probably in the 98th percentile of high school athletes. Considering most high school athletes probably eat a lot of stuff like Pop-Tarts and Cheerios for breakfast and um, Skittles and cookies for lunch. And let me think of some other ones. Um, should have wrote some of these down. Crackers, uh, Ritz crackers, chips, stuff like that. That's what most high school kids eat. Um, I was probably the same way when I was that age again, but ideas, if you're trying to go to the next level, trying to gain an edge, how you eat is a big thing in getting you where you want to go. Um, so just simple stuff that you can do by eating real food. Most of the time will help you kind of take one little extra step towards not fueling your body properly, not feeling like crap, um, having more energy. Those are all important things. All right. The last tip, sleep, simple sleep. Uh, I've, I've been talking, I've heard comments from a lot of parents, several parents that have asked me to start talking to their kids about the importance of sleep because three parents that I've talked to, their kids won't put their video games down and are playing video games past midnight, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, then getting up and going to school by seven, eight o'clock. That is not a, a good recipe. So I get it. A lot of kids, I don't know. Actually, I don't get it. I've never been, <laughs> I've never been a night owl. I am always been, even when I was in high school, I was an, an early to bed person early as in probably by 10 easy nowadays, hopefully by like eight 30 or nine, uh, if my kids let me, but there's research and studies and in, in everything under the sun that shows that those who get more sleep are number one, healthier, less likely to get injured. Those are the top two things when it concerns sports and athletic performance, but also just it improves performance drastically. When you sleep, that's when the things that we're doing in the weight room, we want to get stronger, build muscle, all those things. When we sleep and we eat something I forgot to mention in the eating section, that is when the magic of breaking our body down in the weight room happens is by these things we're doing outside the weight room, the support staff that we're doing, how we're eating and how we're sleeping. That is what allows the weight room work to really flourish in our development. So my tips on sleeping is as a high school athlete, if you can get seven hours a night, that'd be great. So if you think about a high school kid, most of them are, if you're going, you have to be at school by eight, you're getting up by seven. I'm asking you to be in bed by midnight. That's not a big ask. Eight hours would be better. Um, but if you're playing video games till two, three, four o'clock in the morning, um, you're, you're wasting an opportunity is what I would say to, to really be the best you could possibly be. Maybe it hasn't caught up to you yet because you're young and you probably think you're bulletproof, uh, could possibly be the case. But in reality is you're not any different than most people. And that reality is that if you want to, um, perform the best you could possibly be, you have to be sleeping a minimum, probably seven, eight to nine will be better hours a night consistently over time. So put down the video games, do whatever you're doing and go to bed. That's my biggest tip. Um, if you can get naps, great, but I know naps are probably out of most kids schedule considering they go to school till three o'clock and then they have practice till probably five, five 30, go home, do homework. And then they're doing whatever else the rest of the night. So, um, get more sleep, 
studies, again, studies, research, everything has shown that more sleep equals health, number one, being better. We're in winter flu season right now, cold season. Um, sleep deprived people are more likely to get sick. That's as simple as that. So if you want to stay on the court, stay on the field, stay participating, um, make sleep a priority. That is a big, big thing that you can do. The simple thing you can do as a high school athlete. All right. That's my con. That's my conversation today for high school or really any athlete. And honestly, if you're an adult, I mean, everything I just talked about is applied to you as well, but really trying to hammer in on the high school athlete of some simple stuff that you could do right now um, to help you be a better athlete. So revisiting that real quick in the weight room, biggest number tip, biggest tip I got for you. I'm sorry. I'm slurring my words here. Um, I'm distracted. My son's playing basketball out on our new basketball goal. We put it in the gym. So I'm trying to stay focused here. First tip again, move that bar as fast as you possibly can be controlled down, violent up number two. And of course, mix in some sprints, do stuff like that. Move somewhat heavyweights as fast as violent as you can be powerful. Don't always try to just lift as much as you possibly can time and place for it. Those are good things. But don't forget about some speed and power work as well. Number two, eat like an adult. Meats, vegetables, fruits, oatmeals, pastas, rice. Yeah, water. Drink lots of water. Didn't mention that earlier. And sleep. Put the phones down. Put the controllers down past midnight. Go to bed. Get your at least seven. Because I'm throwing you a bone there. Eight would be better. Get those um, at least eight hours of sleep a night. If you do those three things consistently, you're going to have an edge because, again, I'm telling you, 95% of high school athletes do not do those things. You should do them if you want to be the best you can be and gain maybe gain a little bit of an edge over the competition. All right, guys, that is the content for the show. Reminder, if you've heard this before or maybe this is new news for you, our athlete winter camps are coming up beginning January 13th. Our first camp is our next level camp, and that is basically um, how to gain a next level advantage or to take your game to the next level. A lot of concepts I talked about in this podcast, we will be applying in real time in our training on Saturdays for our 7th through 12th grade athletes. We'll train for about 45 minutes, then we'll spend the last 15 minutes of each session talking sports nutrition and talking behavior, championship level habits, stuff like that, stuff that I mentioned in the kind of pre-show content. Saturday, 7th through 12th grade athletes, I believe 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. We also have our camps for our foundation program. That's our 4th through 6th grade athletes where we're teaching the foundation, the fundamentals of athletic performance training, strength training. Also, so we, we teach squats, push-ups, pull-ups, um, planks, how to own our, own our own body as well as introduce load and how to um, handle load in those movement patterns. And we also talk sprinting and jumping and, and learn the mechanics of um, all that stuff, which is extremely important for athletic performance. Our last camp is Young Guns. That's our kindergarten through third graders. That is on Saturday as well. All these camps are on Saturdays. Uh, I believe that is from 8 to 8.45. Foundations from 8.45 to 9.30. Young Guns, extremely fun. A lot of obstacle course, 
movement balance coordination type training for our young guns, kindergarten through third graders. A lot of fun. It's a very popular camp. Um, excited to get that one rolling. All these camps will roll for eight weeks. I'm a, I have different kind of session package options um, to register. If you're interested in registering, you can visit the show notes. You can go to Armstrong Performance on Facebook or Instagram, hit our show links or hit our links in our bio, take your right to winter, ca- winter camp registration, and you can sign up. Again, sign up before January 13th. If you have any questions, please reach out. Um, would love to answer any questions you have and get you signed up if you're wanting to train. Last thing I ask, if you, as always, if you find this content good, please send it on to someone else who might benefit from any of the information I've sent today, um, especially your high school athlete that that really want to train to be the best they can be, um, and any athlete that maybe might want to do our athlete camp here coming up in about a week. So, All right, guys, that is it for this episode of the R-Strong Podcast. Stay strong.